Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello. Hi. What a week. <laughs> it's been a wild one, man, I'll tell you. I really would not have made that joke, the life, the lifeboat or iceberg joke, if I could have possibly guessed how the first week of this year was going to go. <laughs> so... Where to begin? <laughs> I, okay, so I go back to work on Monday. First day mm, back. No. First day of twenty. Mine first. No, because mine started technically before the new year. Because oh, we that is hung right. out on New Year's. <laughs> Me, you, and Jacob. That's right. Facetimed, but we did. Kelsey texted me one day at like I don't know, like the it was before New Year's. I know that because she worked that night. But <laughs> she texted me and two of her clients had tested positive for COVID. <laughs> So she had to get a test and she texted me on Monday. I guess she got her test at some point after she told me that she had to get a test in quarantine, but she couldn't quarantine because there were only three of them who were able to go in because they don't have kids. And she did test positive. So she is now actually quarantining. Because she's sick. Real sick. Well, okay. So I literally have not seen her in like two weeks because she's just been in her room. The entire time? Yeah, well, it's been, I mean, I guess it's been a week because she came back in Sunday and then Monday okay. she- a week and a day. Yeah, Monday she got her results. So that's when she technically started quarantining. But I've heard her coughing, so I know that she's alive. And also, sometimes there's mail on the table, so I know she, like, <laughs> checks the mail or something. Or, no, it's probably not even the actual mail because I got a package today and that was on the table, so it's probably just if something gets delivered- but I can hear her cough, and it sounds better than it did last week. That's good. I was actually thinking about texting her today. I should probably do that and just check in with her. You can do that. She's probably like, hey. asleep right now. I don't think, and didn't look like her light was on, but. Maybe I'll do that and just be like, hey, I hope you're feeling better. If not, go get some help. Oh, I got my test, and I'm fine. Oh, that's right. Your test results came back. You are negative. Yes. Which is amazing. I know. Actually. It really that speaks I, to my immune system. It does. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> Or the fact you just really haven't been all that exposed. So also you could still be sick. I doubt you are because you're negative also and you don't have any symptoms. But like, that's the thing about tests is only just like a snapshot in time. Yeah. It's, you know, that day I was negative, but it has been almost a week since I got my test. I do not sound or feel any different. No, you don't. Actually, one day last week, I thought you sounded stuffier than you do right now. So we good. Um, So... The Corona fiasco to start the year, yeah. uh, which led to Emily and me and one of our best friends, Jacob, which we talk about quite frequently. Jacob still needs to come on our show and also come to Friendsgiving with us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, got to see the three of us. We haven't been the three amigos in so long. I know. It was like Applebee's night, but virtual. God, it was great. I was so happy. My soul was happy after that. Yeah. It was a great New Year's. Yeah. Yes. So New Year's happened. And then I get back to work on Monday, day one, first day back to work of 2021. And later in the afternoon during that day, I found out one of my bosses passed away, which was pretty, pretty devastating. Kind of a shock to all of us. Uh, He was pretty young. Like literally over the weekend because he was there on Friday. Yeah. I mean, him and I were talking about gin and tonics on Thursday right before we left for the new year. Last known contact was Friday. So it was literally sometime over the weekend. And he didn't come into work on Monday, so Ugh. that was a nightmare. Literally, it played out just like he thought it would. <laughs> doesn't show up to work. Call, doesn't answer. Go to the house, doesn't answer, but his car's there. People go in, and boom, there. Passed away. Sad. R.I.P. 
Um, so that was Monday. And then Wednesday? Was it Wednesday that all I the stuff at the Capitol went down? No anymore, dude. Like, I feel like it's just been one long thing. I mean, it was Tuesday or Wednesday because I didn't work. But you didn't work Thursday either because you were waiting for your results, right? I guess you worked some of Thursday. I worked some of Thursday. Yeah. So that was... So then we were like, you know what? Let's just wait until Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Between death and sickness and putsch, like... Yeah. <laughs> I ain't down. Sorry, no. guys. But happy 2021, regardless. We're live. We made it. That's about all I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have this theory, though, that... 2020 is reclaiming the first two months of 2021 because it didn't screw up the first two months of 2020. So after February, we should all be fine. Get better. Life should get better. That is my hope. Don't quote me. I know. It's just a wish at this point. I mean, you are a little bit psychic. Oh, even. (laughs) But like, not in the way that 2020 is reclaiming (laughs) the first two months of 2021. But maybe if I will it hard enough. Yeah. It will happen. Do that. (laughs) I'm willing so hard. Yeah, I think everyone is. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I'm going to take another sip of this Corona here. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like 10 pounds lighter after talking about all of that again. Yeah. And that was literally... Okay, that is the first six days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. God. Because the first day was that, that Friday. was Friday the 1st. Mm-hmm. And then everything went down on Wednesday. So, like, mm-hmm. holy moly. Yeah. Wednesday. Thursday? It was not Whatever day. Thursday. It was definitely Wednesday. Yeah. That's mind-boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you drinking? Peppermint tea? tea. Ooh, yeah. I like it. It's not as good as the Trader Joe's. The Trader Joe's peppermint tea is chef's kiss. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Except, surprisingly, for Trader Joe's, uh, it's like the, the box, obviously, the cardboard box, and then the tea bags inside, but... The, the tea bags are individual and they're wrapped in like cellophane oh yeah no that's wasteful i know i'm like why trader joe's <laughs> that's so weird unnecessary yeah very unnecessary what a weird choice but it is good tea there is i really like the yogi brand eh, yogi's not my favorite i have I like it because they have I a think. blueberry detox tea which i really like yeah i think i have one yo no i'm might have one yogi in my drawer. Oh my god, dude. We went to go pick up our groceries yesterday mm-hmm. and someone in the Fred Meyer, as they were leaving, like ran over a curb, but the curb to the quick list pickup area is like twice as high as a normal curb. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they like dislodged their back quarter panel. They like stopped and the girl like got out and like looked and then they just like kept driving away. But I'm pretty sure like I watched it like wiggle <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It definitely made a crunch noise. <laughs> Yeah, one of my customers, like, a, a while ago, because I haven't seen him in maybe once during COVID, but he, like, pulled up in his truck, but we have, like, the parking spots, and then there's more parking spots, but then there's, like, a like a little section that goes out so you can, like, put your cart there or whatever, because we, we're next to the CVS, yes. so you could, like, push your cart out, like, on the little extended part of the sidewalk and not, like, be in a parking spot, but he, he definitely just, like... At least half of his car was up on, like, good parking, Joe. <laughs> Attaboy. What a turd. <laughs> Stefan and I run over things, but we don't usually park on things. Yeah. I think we've only done that one time in his truck so far. We've had it for over two years. I sometimes hit the 
curbs when I'm like pulling out of the parking spots in my parking lot because it'll be like four or five parking spots and then like the little like curb comes out because that's where like a telephone pole is or whatever yeah but I never remember the where the fucking curbs are (laughs) there was one time we were at Walmart and there was like just a long curb but the row in front of us didn't have it and Mm -hmm. we were at this point we had stuff in fusion a Ford fusion so it's like a sedan yeah, but it's like Ford's version of kind of like a luxury-ish older yeah. person. Now, I wouldn't say older person because it was a really nice car, but like mm-hmm. luxury-ish car. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not meant to be abused at all. No. And he ran, like forgot that hit the curb was in front of him and like ran over it. I swear to God, I thought we were going to get high centered. <laughs> we yeah. just like, boom! And I'm like, oh, fuck. We like look at each other. I'm surprised the airbags did not go off. There's nothing worse than like looking around as you're like getting ready to leave a parking lot I'm like cool okay so this is not the kind of parking lot that has the like weird curbs individually at every spot and then of course you're the only car with a fucking curb in the curb. parking spot <laughs> yep you're like oh there's nobody else has one because i have the one <laughs> yeah great <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah should we get started Who's, yeah who goes first me you uh it's me i'm first and third okay what you got okay my first topic is book of the month. Okay. That was your lifesaver of 2020 was book of the month. Absolutely. Spoiler alert. I got three books of the month this month. What? We'll get there. It plays into things that I'll share with you. Okay. So oh. book of the month. If you don't know what book of the month is, basically it's a subscription box. I think I mentioned it in my subscription box episode, but it's a subscription box for books. Surprise. <laughs> There we are. Um, but it's like fourteen ninety nine a month for you get to pick one of their five uh, books that they have chosen. The editor's panel, however they decide, they pick five. And you can pick from those five. And then secretly down at the bottom of the page, if you don't like the five books for the month, you can pick one of the other five books in the drop down menu. <laughs> So really, so you, you get, get your choice books. of 10 books. But those other ones are like, I assume that it's, you know, we still have like a big stock of this because it's never the same books. So that's good, at least. I, yeah, like... I assume it's like, these are the ones we need to clear out, <laughs> probably. Because it'll, it'll usually be like, oh, not feeling any of these books? Choose from our member faves or whatever. But like, it's always different member faves. I'm like, those are just the books you have left. still, so. Right. Not member faves, just clearance <laughs> yeah probably but anyway you get the it's one book 14.99 which is a fraction of the price that it, the hardbacks retail for so they're all hardback yeah they are all hardback because they're all new releases oh okay um i will get into that but you can also add on books like i got three this month obviously <laughs> they're right here next to me <laughs> i'll show you <laughs> okay but if you add on a book it's only 9.99 that's Which is bad. still, I mean, it's less than than, than the, fifteen. Yeah, than the actual box. It's like a third of the price of a <laughs> normal hardcover. Let's go back to the origins. Okay, nineteen sixteen. That's a long time ago. I know, right? I didn't know any of this. So, in nineteen sixteen, a man named Harry Sherman started the Little Leather Library with Max Sackheim and Charles and Albert Boney. 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 B-O-N-I. I'm assuming it's Boney. It could be Bonnie. I would assume so. But 
in American grammar, that is pronounced bony. Definitely bony. Yeah. I took all of these notes last Sunday when we were going to record, so forgive me if I've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was a mail order service that promised, quotes, quotation marks, 30 great books for $2.98. That was a lot of money back then, (laughs) I feel like. $2? Three dollars? Yeah. It was. It's also 30 bucks. Three zero. That's true. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. So that's... That's like 10 cents a book, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they were... It was just like the, you know, the one thing you, you like sent out for it. And then they sent you the 30 bucks. It wasn't a subscription. Uh, and there was just mini reprints of like books that already exist. Like little pocket-sized books. Little you pocket could carry books. around. Yeah. So with that company, the Little Leather Library... They sold 40 million copies in five years. That's so much. Mm-hmm. In 1916, in today's that's books. so much. That's like a billion. That is so much. Yeah. Were these people like rich as hell? All of their names were blue on Wikipedia. So I'm assuming that they're known for things. I just don't recognize their names. Okay. Sherman and Sackheim then founded an ad agency to market books instead of just selling them because... They only had the the thirty mini reprints, and the, the, you know you can only sell that to so many people. so many people. <laughs> they sold forty million copies, so that's a lot that of people. Was so much back then. Oh my I know. god, that's insane. I don't want to do that math because I would have to. You can't just divide forty million by thirty. Yeah, you can't just like multiply it by the three dollars because you have to. Yeah. You know, one person is getting thirty bucks and not forty million people. Anyway, <laughs> they realized. While when they were doing their marketing, that it is difficult to build interest in new books because why should we trust you? <laughs> what, have, <laughs> what have you ever done? Don't judge a book by its cover. Yes, but also who are but you also... to suggest a book to me? <laughs> right. You're just a marketing company. That's your job. You are to market. Yeah. So Sherman Sackheim and a brought in another man named Robert Haas. And created the Book of the Month Club in 1926. So 10 years after the initial Little Leather Library. That's still been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost 100 years. That's wild. 95 years. Okay. I see you, Book of the Month Club. Yes. And as one of them said in their own words, it establishes itself as a sound selector of good books and sells by means of its own prestige. Uh, thus, the prestige of each new title need not be built up before becoming acceptable. So basically, how it, I mean, it's still kind of the same format today. You don't have to create interest for the book itself, because you it, know that the there's a panel who is trusted, who is choosing these books, so that's the reason that you should read it. It's not, you know, their job to sell it to sell you. Sell it to you. They just are some sort of professional. They're like, hey, we like these books. We think yeah. you would like them too. It's Here. the same, yeah, it's the same... Concept. It's the human version of an algorithm, basically. Well, it's the same concept as going to, like, Rotten Tomatoes. Like, other people have seen this. Here's what they think. These are the good ones. Yeah. In their first 20 years, they went from 4,000 customers to 550,000. Okay. Which is still 550,000 customers in 1946? 26. 46? 46? Yeah. It okay. was their first 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. That's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and being selected, a book being selected was used as a way to promote that book. Like it was, you know, like getting the Newbery Medal. What is it called? The Newbery Medal? Yeah. Yeah. Like the award winner or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was, 
kind of its seal of approval like this is a good book you guys should read it here it is yeah you should read it even if they didn't get it from even if you're not a book of the month subscriber that would still be like a stamp on the cover like hey you probably have heard of this company (laughs) they think it's good so you should buy it you should read it yeah Uh, it was originally a negative response model so you sign up and then if you don't contact them and say i don't want it this month then that is a like no response is seen as a positive res- or as a acceptance. <laughs> so they send it to you unless you tell them no. You don't have to like, you know, accept it every time. Every month. Yeah. So we're up to today. Today you pick from the five editor picks or whatever, however they decide the five for that month or whatever the five extras are. <laughs> the member faves, as they call it. Member faves. In 2016, they started the book of the year awards what's that so basically you we just vote it's voted by the members and you just vote for your favorite book for the year okay i don't think i've ever voted maybe i have i don't know i vote for the goodreads awards i know that but i don't think i've voted for the book of the year but they so you just vote for your favorite and then each month has like its top book but the award is called the Lolly Award. Oh, that's cute. Named after Lolly Willows, which was the first book that they ever sent out in 1926. That was the first book they chose. Aww. So it's a little callback. That's sweet. Yeah. So in 2016, the book of the year was All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. In 2017, it was The Heart's Invisible Furies. In 2018, it was Circe, which was big. I did not read it. 2019, Daisy Jones and the Six. Also did not read it, but it's right up my alley. I should read it. And then uh, last year, 2020, was The Vanishing Half. I could maybe give you a a slight synopsis about some of those if you were interested. But for the most part, I have not read any of them. So it's all just from being around books that I just picked it up. (laughs) But Daisy Daisy Jones and the Six was like a big book. Not, like, size-wise, but, like, it was a buzzy book in 2019. I, like, it was... I feel like I heard about that. Everywhere. Yeah. People love Daisy Jones and the Six. Tell me a little bit about it. Do you know? I do. It's historical fiction. And okay. it's basically Daisy Jones and the Six is a band. Okay. And it's a 70s rock band, female front. And it's just, like, about them. But people are people are always... Like, whenever you see people talk about it, they're like, am I the only one who had to, like triple check that this wasn't a real band that I was reading a book about because <laughs> I was pretty sure halfway through that this all had to actually happen. Happened. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be really good. All right. That book intrigues me. Maybe I shall have to read it. Yeah. Also, although I'm still trying to get through that book my coworker sent me <laughs> or gave to me back in June. Yeah. I did read four chapters over my vacation, but yeah, that was back in <laughs> November and it's now January. Yeah. But my box came today. Oh, so after 12 months of being a member, you gain their BFF status. Okay. So you get like perks. So eventually I will having have coming my way a tote. I got a <laughs> I hit my 12 months in December and I they put like a card in there saying like, "Hey, we ran out of totes because of COVID. We couldn't, like, <laughs> we couldn't get more in. So we'll send that to you when we get more. But it's just, like, a blue, like, a navy blue. 
their brand is just navy blue with the white book of the month okay so it's just like a navy blue tote that says book of the month or something on it but the good part it has a book pocket oh i love those carry your book around that's adorable it's on the outside so it's not like inside getting all fucked up because you also put like a banana and your hairbrush in there (laughs) yep so there that's that and then you get i think you get a free add-on for your birthday and in your january box every year you get to pick one of the top five contenders for book of the year that's cool yes so you also get that for free. They have lots of perks, dude. They do. So my box came today. <laughs> I got three yes! books. My book of the year that I chose was not one of the winners <laughs> because it's not, I would have chosen Daisy Jones and the Six, but that was not last year's selection. <laughs> you have to choose from the previous The newest. Year. Yeah. So I chose Anxious People, which. Oh. What's that? I know a lot of people picked it. I know it was one of the really popular selections. And I know that I think it starts out with like a bank robbery and then the hostages. But it's like, it's called Anxious People. It's not like a gritty, like shoot 'em up book. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it's more about the like interpersonal relationships between the hostages than it is about like the actual event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then my book for this month that I picked is called The Prophets. It is a gay love story between two enslaved men. Oh, snap. Okay. In the American South. And then my I picked an add-on for this month. I don't usually do that. I've done it once before, but this one excited me a lot. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have to add it on. It's called Outlawed. Ooh, I like the cover a lot. It is a feminist Western. So it starts, or in the little book jacket flap. Uh, in the year of our Lord, 1894, I became an outlaw. And, like, I'm all for a feminist Western. If you haven't watched Godless, go watch Godless on Netflix. It's real good. And that book sounds exciting. And I'm real excited to read it. <laughs> uh, you will have to keep me up to date as to how you like that book. Because yeah. that sounds real interesting. Yeah. I like a Western anyway. But if it's about lady outlaws, fuck yeah. Get me in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So book of the month. Yes. I like book of the month. I have gotten... Okay. So they're not bad books, obviously. That's like the whole point is that they're these books have been pre-approved. They're, you know, well-written and... Good books. People are going to like them and whatever. The problem is that I don't... There are tropes that I don't like about things <laughs> that are like maybe the more popular part of that genre. <laughs> and so I roll my eyes and I'm like... Ugh why (laughs) so there are a couple that i'm like yeah okay i mean maybe i would have picked a different book if i knew this was how it was going to turn out but oh well (laughs) nothing to do about it but here it's not a bad book it's just a personal preference so it's different (laughs) there's a difference between bad books and not being interested in a book yeah it's the difference between ordering a a burger at a restaurant and not liking the kind of cheese that they use and ordering a burger at a restaurant and getting a cold burger (laughs) Yes. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Like, part of that is your problem. Part of that is their problem. Yes. Okay. My turn? Yes. Okay. So, my first topic this week is breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Yes. Love a breakfast sandwich. Oh, I love a bagel sandwich. Yes. Those <gasps> are my fave. Since Stefan's been working from home, that's kind of like his go-to in the morning, is an English muffin with a sausage and an 
egg on it. However, on New Year's, we did the bagel, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Mm. For me, it's one of the best hangover meals other than pho. Like, who doesn't just love a shitty fast food breakfast sandwich in the morning? Like, sometimes it just hits the spot. I've never had that when hungover. No? No, my hangover food is onion rings with barbecue sauce and a ginger ale. Oh, interesting. Combo. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no, pho is my favorite hangover food ever. Mm -hmm. And then it is breakfast sandwiches and breakfast burritos. Yeah. Those be the magic key. Something carby. Yep. So the breakfast sandwich trend started in 19th century London, so back in the 1800s. Factory workers would stop at street vendor stands and grab coffee. And while they were drinking their coffee, they would order a sandwich and then they would head off to work. Originally, the sandwiches were called BAP sandwiches and they were named for the roll that they were made from. So BAP roll is made with lard, milk, and butter as like the main ingredients. Uh, it kind of looks like a brioche. I was looking at some pictures and it almost looks like a artisan-ish brioche looking bread. Yeah. The roll was often filled with egg and some sort of meat filling. The meat was usually bacon or sausage, but it wasn't uncommon for a slathering of sausage grease to replace the meat, which I thought was interesting. It makes sense that it would, like, melt into the bread and, like, soften up the bread and just be tasty with, like, the egg. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, thought about just replacing the meat all entirely and just using the fat from it. That's super smart. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were going to do it at home, you would just, like, toast your English muffin in, like, bacon grease or yeah. whatever. Like, just toast it in the pan that you cooked meat in. Same same concept, for sure. Yeah. The Industrial Revolution in the U.S. popularized the sandwich, and it's thought to have been spread from east, the East Coast to the West Coast by Chinese railroad workers, bloggers, and pioneers heading west. Do you know who James Beard is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he has a theory that it was spread from East to West by the Chinese railroad workers because they made their version of... So the Denver sandwich was a thing before the Denver omelet, and mm-hmm. it contained eggs, ham, green pepper, and onion. Mm-hmm. His theory is that the Chinese workers made it because it was, like, resembled egg foo young, and they, like, missed that. So they were like, oh, this is close enough, and it's a sandwich. We can eat it as we go, which I thought was really interesting. And then it just, like, migrated west with them as they built the railroad, which is a fascinating way to spread a trend, but it makes total sense. (laughs) The first recipe appeared in 1897. Uh, I did not get the name of that cookbook. It exploded in the 1950s and 60s when Americans became obsessed with all things fast and convenient. So, like, I think it was post-World War II. Mm -hmm. And they were like, ah, quick, convenient, let's go. Especially with the advent of McDonald's. Yeah. So, Jack in the Box made the first breakfast sandwich in 1969, but was quickly outrun by the McDonald's McMuffin, which was created by Herb Patterson, a restaurateur and marketing-slash-advertising executive. He introduced the McMuffin to McDonald's chairman ray Kroc, and the rest is history he actually tested it out as a restaurant first before he brought it to mcdonald's and i bet you he's kicking his ass for not keeping it himself was he a he wasn't a franchisee no it was just restaurant it was his own restaurant and then ray Kroc stole it because that's what he does you yeah. should watch the i mean founder. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's like half of the movie so mcdonald's started selling breakfast 24 hours a day in 2015 uh, so now you can get breakfast all day, every day. Oh. They they didn't actually start selling breakfast in 2015. It was breakfast sandwiches and then 24 hours a day. And then shortly thereafter came the pancakes, the links. That, that long ago? Thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's everyone's complaint is that you, that's, like, a whole plot point in Big Daddy. <laughs> it's like you show up at 11.15. 
or 10 15 i think it was back then it was still 10 o'clock was the cutoff but <laughs> you can't get a freaking mcmuffin right yep nope you can now so there's lots of variations biscuits bagels waffles muffins english muffins croissants all I do love a croissant sandwich too so do i so that's kind of where oh and then for meats uh sausage bacon i like a chorizo patty um also veggie patties are pretty good on those in the morning i do like going to subway and getting a good veggie patty breakfast sandwich i've never had the veggie patty it weirds me out it's not so bad i do like the subway one I just um, and then the also veggie delight <laughs> it's just vegetables <laughs> on bread i'm fine <laughs> uh also wendy's has a breakfast chicken sandwich really yep do they is that the only breakfast thing they do no, they do, like, a couple other things, too. I think it's pretty recent. I don't think... I'm pretty sure it started, like, in early 2020. Yeah, I was gonna say, I've never seen breakfast at Wendy's. Yeah. And Shay used to work at Wendy's, so I feel like yes. I would know that. Stefan did, too, for a long time, and we go there frequently. I'm pretty sure it was Stephen recent. worked at Wendy's? <laughs> oh, yeah. Way back in the day. Picture that. I that can a little job. bit, actually, with, like, the red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first job when he was, like, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his his boss tried to like coax him to come over and like hang out and then like gave him a couple shots and like he was so clueless that like it's like see you later bye and I'm pretty he's like pretty sure she wanted to like yeah probably looking back he's like I was so oblivious <laughs> mm. probably for the best anyways uh, my favorite sandwiches come from McDonald's classic I do like it I. My favorite, though, is actually a McGriddle. I used to, like, hate on them so hard. I don't get them very often because they're, like, 10,000 calories. Not actually yeah. 10,000, but a lot. There are a lot. McDonald's food is a lot of calories lot. for what it is. Also, the BK croissant, which, as you just mm. mentioned, the croissants. Yes. Are that was always my thing. We never, we so didn't do good. McDonald's. Yeah, so we were a BK family. Yeah. It also didn't help that Big Burger King was the one that we had. <laughs> the yeah. McDonald's showed up, like, after we graduated high school. Yeah. But yes, the croissant, which the bacon, always the bacon. Ooh, no, I got the sausage. I was a sausage girl. We always get person. See, I do. I love my sausage. I'm not huge into breakfast sausage. I don't know. I don't. It's always mapley. Yeah, that's true. But when I'm feeling nostalgic, I will get some like breakfast links and just dip them in syrup. (laughs) Yes, delish. Always the syrup. The syrup like completes everything for breakfast. I never did that as a kid. It grossed me out. I'd still. I, I don't want my food touching. It freaks me out. <laughs> but if I want like a childhood meal, <laughs> it's just like, because we always got the maple sausage <laughs> and they don't make vegan maple sausage. So you got to do it yourself. Self. Make your own. Mm. I think my all time favorite breakfast sandwich, though, is actually from Starbucks. Their bacon Gouda sandwich comes on an artisan ciabatta bread. So good. Never had it. I did always like their wraps. They do have good wraps. I also yeah. like their turkey and stuffing sandwich in the fall. Uh, there's a food cart Stefan and I went to the other day here in Portland. We've had it a couple times before, but it's called Smokin, and they do waffle sandwiches. Yes. I did lie. I realize now. <laughs> I didn't mean to lie. You liar! <laughs> are your pants on fire? No, I'm not wearing pants. Oh. My toes are very cold, though. It's like <laughs> ice fire. So they are not on fire. <laughs> no. But... Starbucks has a the impossible sandwich they started doing. Really? Yeah. Recently? Well, I had the note in my phone to talk about for I actually think it was like a month after we started the show. It was it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yes, they do have the impossible sandwich. I just get it without the egg and cheese. Just sausage or bread. And Duncan has the Beyond, which... Okay, so the Starbucks one is on the ciabatta, the square Mm -hmm. ciabatta. The Duncan one, they don't have ciabatta because it's Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) But it's a Beyond patty, which I prefer anyway. And again, just get it without the that. But they also have hot sauce packets that you can get. That is not sriracha because Starbucks does have sriracha packets. They do. I did not know that. Probably for their egg bites and things. Yeah. But Duncan has like like a vinegar hot sauce. Like a southern Ooh, style. Like a liquid? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. So they have that, again, without the egg and the cheese. And you can choose your choice of, do you, if you want a bagel or the English muffin or the croissant or their, like, flat breads. There's a place here in town. It's called um, Sesame Donuts. Mm-hmm. And they do some, like, good breakfast sandwiches. I have not had one, but they always look fantastic. I see people get them all the time. Man, now I want to go make one after we're done recording. Um, but that's basically it. I oh, just really I enjoyed interrupted them. Did the food truck? Oh, smoking. Uh, so Stefan and I actually went there Saturday night. I think it was Saturday night, and we I had the the one that I got was called the Dutch trait, which is funny because that's also the type of weed I have right now. <laughs> um, so the one I had had was the waffle came with sausage and egg. And it also had maple butter on it, which was freaking fabulous. It was so good. Their menu is like 40 items long and they have like a giant vegan section on it too. So next time you're in town, we'll go there. Yeah. Delish. There's this place. It's like my favorite place to eat in LA, right? Uh, It's called Locali. There's only two locations or there was when I left. There's one in, dude, okay. There's one in Culver City, Marina Del Rey near Venice. Uh, that was kind of near-ish. The pizza is like several blocks away, but it was near-ish the pizza place that I worked at. But before I got the job at the pizza place, I went on an interview in West Hollywood that was literally, it was in the same building. What? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, why can't they have this job next door? I do think that that job called me back after I did the first interview, but I had already taken the other job because other I job. needed a job. But... It's called Locali, and they, A, they have freaking, they have delicious breakfast burritos. <sighs> it's got, like, with the potatoes and stuff in there, but it has some sort kind. of, like, chipotle cream sauce to dip in. It's so good. But also, their bagel sandwich is so good. I love a bagel sandwich. I do love a bagel sandwich. You know what I should do? I should... Yes. I should use, like, cream cheese and sausage mm-hmm. And put some of that everything seasoning on the cream cheese with the sausage and just eat it like that. You should. So the one oh, at Locali is not like a like an egg and meat kind of one. Obviously, it's vegan, but it's, um you know, it's got, I think it has the cream cheese, but it has like, like the, you know, onions and like, it's that kind of bagel sandwich. Not like a, not like a tomato, lettuce, whatever. But yeah. Like a, more of like a lox style. Yes. Yeah. We actually had bagels and locks for breakfast this weekend, and we ordered more locks in our... It was the first time I'd ever had cold smoked salmon before like that, and mm-hmm. it was so mind-boggling and amazing, and I can't wait to have the other serving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was going to mention that, too, but I didn't know if that qualified as, like, a breakfast sandwich. I mean, I guess it's an open-faced sandwich, kind of. I guess yeah, bagels are true. all kind of open-faced sandwiches. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
So, also that. Um, we're not New Yorkers, so we can't speak to the bacon, egg, and cheese debate. There's a bacon, egg, and cheese debate? You've been to New York. Yes. Did you not get a bacon, egg, and cheese? No. Yeah. I, I was on a mission to find some damn pizza, yo. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a thing. It's like, there's the New York pizza, and then you have your bacon, egg, and cheese. But there's like different things. Some of them have ham. It's like a whole thing. Okay. Taylor, I did not know that. Taylor roll. Is that a kind of ham? <laughs> I don't know. I have no it's idea. It's like a whole thing. You would have to look it up. But yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm like curious. Yes. People are very specific about their bacon, egg, and cheese in New York. It's like eating All a hot right. dog in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. What's your second topic? My second topic is going to be a short one, but that's fine. Okay. Throw blankets. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I love throw blankets so much. Right? I have one on my couch behind me. Stefan always gets mad at me because I have usually two to three blankets. I have my weighted blanket and then two throw blankets always on the couch. Mm-hmm. You need it. My you toes do. are so cold right now. I just can't fit it under the table with my legs here. It but does. I have my slippers on, so it's fine. The throw blankets save, man. So I found zero information about throw blankets. <laughs> Let's talk okay. about blankets, I guess. The term blanket, the word blanket, was believed to be originated from the blanket fabric. <laughs> which was a heavily napped woolen weave created by a Flemish weaver named Thomas Blanket in Blanquette. the 14th century. Obviously, people were covering themselves with things before that. But now but it had an official name. That, well, it was that fabric because he created That's, that. Yes. The wool fabric. Specific type of. Yeah. Blanket. Yes. Blankets work because they <laughs> trap radiant body heat. That would be lost throughout con- through convection, helping to keep the user warm. Many children and adults use a blanket as a comfort object. <laughs> That's all my notes. There was like, there's no information on the fucking blanket Wikipedia. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> all I got. But throw blankets are the best. Okay, so I'm a hot person. Like, even right now, I have shorts on and it's only like 70. F- it might be less than 75 in here. I have shorts on and I have like a, a sweater and I'm sweating <laughs> where the sweater is like I'm a I, I'm not a cold person but I just want something on me as like you know a comfort object as my notes say. <laughs> like I just yes. I don't want to be exposed I don't I want part of the thing is like we sleep with blankets obviously you don't need something in the summer sometimes depending on where you live mm-hmm. but a lot of people still sleep with like just the sheets because you still you want that barrier between you and whatever's out there because that's how we survived for so many years is you had to have some sort of protection. So it's like a psychological thing. But I just I just want the blanket on me. Like I'll even I'll just like just like drape it across like my lap and have like my actual legs out. Like I just want it. I just want it on me. I just want to yes. know what's there. Right. Like I want it touching me. I want to be wrapped up in it. Mostly. I usually late like fall asleep on my side and I usually have the blanket tucked up underneath my like chin-ish area Mm -hmm. and then it goes across like my ribs and my back like and then so like my tummy's open and then it covers my butt and my knees and then my feet are out like wrapped around the outside yeah i cocoon (laughs) i'm a cocooner yeah but a throw blanket is good i have i have to take my comforter in to work to get it cleaned so right now on my bed i have two throw blankets (laughs) that i stack (laughs) on top of each other 
sometimes if it's if it gets colder, I take this one back in there with me. But I have a gray one that my mom got. I guess it's not really a throw blanket. It's like a queen size blanket, but it's still just a blanket in that it's one layer. It's not like a comforter where it has like two layers of fabric with padding in the middle. Yeah. So it's big, but it's still just a blanket. A blanket. So I have that. And then another one that my mom got me for Christmas last year is like a library. It's just like shelves of books. Cute. Yeah. And then this one behind me, that's fuzzy on one side. And the other side is, it's a Harry Potter blanket. <laughs> I do have one like that, like a Sherpa-ish blanket. Yeah. Uh, I have probably like 10 different throw blankets and blankets to cuddle with here. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit obsessive. However, I did ask to, or ask for a knitting kit for Christmas mm-hmm. and I got it. So I, the first project is a hat, but like my goal is to learn to like knit my own fuzzy blankets or like chunky blankets. So yeah. Knit me once. I will. Once yeah. I learn. Yes. Maybe I'll make you, yours will be my first one. Yeah. We had, yeah, we always had like, like an Afghan kind of style throw. Mm-hmm. Growing up, we always had like, you know, we had one that was like gray yarn. <laughs> Ooh, we had one that was literally Charlie Brown stripes. I, I know oh, my what? brother's colorblind, but he has to know the one I'm talking about. It's, okay, you know, Charlie Brown shirt. Yeah, right? the shirt, the yellow with the black squiggle yeah it was just it was yellow and black chevrons but like really big it wasn't like small chevron print it was just like a foot of like yellow and then like a foot of brown it was like that's so weird yeah (laughs) my favorite thing is in the winter when the throw blankets go for five dollars at walmart Mm -hmm. i do like to buy those i sometimes just keep those in my car and give them to like homeless people yeah socks Mm -hmm. by the way Socks are, uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> switching topics for just a second, uh, socks, because they're versatile and you can use them for anything. They can be gloves. If you don't have any toilet paper, you can use Genius. socks. You use a sock for a lot of things. Also, uh, feminine hygiene products. Is that always, is really smart. Is always a good option. Oh, yes. I did know that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about socks working as hygiene. Oh, no, no. I, like, I uh, mean, you could if you had to, but like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to blankets. <laughs> back to blankets. They're great. And soft and cozy, and I love to snuggle them. My weighted blanket I had on me the entire time through Captain Phillips, which is a very long movie. It is. I was shaking regardless of the weighted blanket. <laughs> Good movie, by the way. Yeah. I want a weighted blanket. It's just so expensive. <laughs> I got mine for Christmas. Yeah. They are not cheap. No. However, you can usually get them for like between thirty and forty dollars at Target. I, I know, mean, that's not still a cheap. lot of money for a blanket. <laughs> yeah, not cheap, but worth it. Yeah. I've taken so many good naps with that thing and woken up just very calm and serene. Highly suggest it. Blankets are good. They are good. I do like the blankets. I want to get a heated throw blanket. They make those now. They've always apparently, made those. I know. But apparently they make them for your car as well. A little cigarette lighter plug-in. Yeah. I mean, I guess they... Do new cars come with that? The plug-in? Yeah, for like accessories. It's more of an accessory it's not plug-in. A, than... it's, yeah, I'm like, it's not, a, it's not a cigarette lighter anymore. It's no, just it's a... an accessory plug-in. Yeah. It's just a cylinder-shaped instead of a USB. Tube. Yeah. Yeah. My turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like brushing my teeth. <laughs> so brushing my teeth and a shower in the morning, like, that is what makes me ready for my day. Mm. And so there's nothing more, like, satisfying to me than, like, brushing my teeth in the morning or the evening. I'm like, ah, oh, good morning. Ah, oh, good night. I just love it. 
makes me mm-hmm. happy. Uh, I hate the furry teeth feeling. Growing up, my mom always brushed her teeth, but my dad would brush occasionally, but like it was never like made a priority in our house. So I just grew up not really brushing. Like I always had a toothbrush, but like, but then once I got older, I just like started like falling in love with it. Like <laughs> probably once I hit, I would brush, like don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't very consistent. So like once I hit like 20, 21, I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. And now like I can't not do that. Yeah. Toothpaste generally consists of a handful of components. So abrasives, foam, texture, preservatives, tasting agent. Those are the components. Okay. (laughs) Abrasive, foam, texture, preservative, and tasting agent. So the abrasive is obviously that's what cleans your teeth. And that's usually calcium carbonate, silica gel, like a ground silica gel, uh, often used in whitening toothpastes. Aluminum oxides and magnesium carbonates, and also phosphate salts. Uh, That's usually is the cleaning agent in. All those things are the most common cleaning agents found in toothpastes. Yeah. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. The foam is to lift and lather. Usually that is done with baking soda. Texture also is kind of like a thicker, jellier material. And it's so it stays on the brush and then also on your teeth. Uh, That is also kind of created by the baking soda texture. There are preservatives in the toothpaste and that's to kill bacteria in your mouth and then also in the tube because obviously you don't go through a whole thing of toothpaste at once usually. Yeah. And then tasting agent, obviously, to taste good and also help clean, like make you feel clean. So flavors range from bubblegum to fruit punch to mint. So take your pick. And other flavors in between. Oh, yes. All the flavors in between. So there are different categories of toothpaste. For sensitive teeth, there's toothpaste for anti-plaque, toothpaste for whitening, toothpaste for tartar protection, toothpaste for cavity protection, and high fluoride toothpaste, which is also a cavity protector. But in this case, we're talking about prescription toothpaste. So I have always had kind of really bad teeth, even from the time I was really little. Like I ended up having oral surgery when I was like five because my teeth wouldn't grow right. So my teeth have always kind of been like sensitive. So for a long time, I would use Pronamel just because it was less abrasive for my teeth. So I use that for a period of time. I've now switched over to cavity protection toothpaste and then a high fluoride toothpaste right after that uh, prescribed by my dentist. So those things exist. I didn't know high fluoride toothpaste existed, but it does. And I actually kind of like it. I feel cleaner afterwards and I feel my teeth feel stronger if that's possible. I know you can't like rebuild enamel, but like it doesn't feel like they're as sensitive after I use the high fluoride. I also like to use whitening occasionally. I'll use it like for two or three days in a row and then not use it for a couple weeks just because it is kind of more abrasive to your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Benefits of brushing your teeth and tips for a healthy mouth. Uh, One, you avoid gingivitis, periodontitis, and tooth loss. So that's the progression there. Uh, gingivitis is what's in your gums. Periodontis is what's in your, basically in t- gets into your teeth cavities. And then tooth loss, which is when the tooth just falls out of your gum line. So they'll keep your teeth. They'll be happy, healthy, strong. Carbs and sugars from food and drinks provide fuel for bacteria within 20 minutes of eating. That part was really interesting. I did not know that it happened that fast. Makes sense though, because your body is constantly breaking down the food. So saliva breaks down whatever's in your mouth. Your toothpaste should be replaced every two to three months or after you get sick. Your toothbrush? Yes. You said toothpaste and I'm like... Oh, whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Toothbrush. Your toothbrush should be replaced every two to three months or after when you get sick. Yeah. Uh, Limiting soda, coffee, and alcohol will help also with tooth loss and tooth decay. Generally sugary and... Those things are generally sugary and acidic. They often also have dyes that make teeth look dull and discolored. 
I know some people who do drink soda, but only the clear soda. So also a better option. A, that's not a health issue. That's just a, a I vanity mean, it, point. <laughs> the the coloring. Exactly. I was gonna say it helps keep your keep your teeth whiter, but that's about it. Low carb lifestyles also can cause bad breath. It doesn't do anything for your teeth necessarily, but it does like make your mouth stink. Uh, they call it keto breath. Uh, I do know that's a thing. Uh, when I was reading up on keto, the keto diet and stuff mm-hmm. a couple years ago, that was one of the things that was a thing was keto breath. Your body burns fat and steaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also drink tap water if you can instead of bottled water. Um, most places have fluoride in the water. Uh, Portland does not. I don't know why because our voters are lame, but they turned it down a couple years ago. Uh, but drink full. Drink the tap water if you can, so long as it's not gross well water or well, salty desert water. water. Yeah. Uh, also, jack up your calcium intake. Uh, it reduces acid in your saliva and p- prevents decay. Vitamin C and D also help support a healthy mouth. Minerals such as calcium and phosphorus, it helps those dissolve into your bloodstream better, therefore creating a healthier mouth. Uh, also, biggest thing that impacts your mouth and teeth, uh, smoking. Dull stained teeth are a common common feature of smokers and it can lead to oral cancer among throat cancer and other things so not gonna tell you not to smoke because like we're all adults here but do know that if you don't already that it will or could potentially lead to teeth looking funky and then also cancer brushing my teeth my favorite thing also i didn't take notes on this but i looked it up right before we recorded today guess how many gallons of toothpaste the united states goes through in a year gallons oh a lot millions Yes, 14 million, actually. Yeah. That's so many gallons of toothpaste. (laughs) Yeah, and just think about it. The majority of that is stored in plastic tubes that come wrapped in a cardboard box for literally no reason. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the container as it is is just fine. Yeah. That's literally how they sell travel size. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to, it doesn't need the, we don't need the box. I understand that it's easier for the shelves because you can't stack a tube, but <laughs> but we have a little we have ways to work around that now. Like, also, there are some brands like Hello and other brands that don't have the box and they just stand up right. Oh. I was going to say change your packaging also. Yeah. You do that too. Exactly. Don't put the that kind of cap put like the flip cap on it that's wider so you can just stand it up right. Stand it up. Talking to you Colgate. Have you seen toothy tabs or any sort of Yes, I have tablet? at Lush toothpaste yeah yeah yes, well toothy tabs is the lush version that's what they call it but there are other brands yeah it's basically just like pressed toothpaste you need to crunch it with your teeth then brush mm-hmm. yeah but they just, i have thought about getting obviously those. they don't come in the all the plastic packaging so that's good yeah, that is good i have thought about getting like changing up my skincare routine not skincare my body routine mm-hmm. uh going and getting the toothy tabs from lush and then trying out their shampoo and conditioners as well yeah, I was thinking yesterday about they have last I checked three colors for their like henna hair dye, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I might have to finally try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and we are also on Twitter and Instagram at Yes Street Podcast. Uh, hit us up, say hey, tell us what type of toothpaste is your favorite, and. I have nothing more. Do you? We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.